The following contains adult language. When Negative Land made the rounds, I had an agent at the time and didn't get anywhere in that first few years of me trying to send it around. I figured, well, this is, I'm not even going to try to play with them anymore, or I'm not going to try to play, um, play, play the them. game of getting my books into any kind of like regular publisher. I'm just going to write something so weird that it's just going to be a success in itself if I can even accomplish it. Listening to an interview with Doug Newfer as part of the Jack Straw Writers Program. Curator Matt Briggs sat down with him in the studio. What would be the hardest possible thing right now I can think of to write? The hardest constraint I can follow. So I thought, oh, how about a novel where no word can be used more than once? And so that's when I came up with Never Again. And the idea seemed workable. In English, you have nouns and you have verbs. You don't need all those little words like prepositions and articles in order to make a grammatical sentence. And sentences make up paragraphs and paragraphs make up narratives. So that's simple. You know, you can just write a novel. And so I would practice on a regular typewriter writing sentences that would make paragraphs which would then make, oh, some kind of vignettes and... I thought, yeah, after 30 pages of banging around on my typewriter, I said, well, I understand the syntax. I can do this. I can probably write a whole novel. Whether anybody, including myself, could read it is another matter entirely. <laughs> That's not your problem. Your problem is writing. <laughs> <laughs> now you'll hear Doug reading his work at a live performance at Jack Straw Productions with an introduction by Matt Briggs. Doug Newfer is a criminal. I have proof... I found this statement by Louis Sullivan, who's a foundational American architect. Form follows function, he said while building the Chicago Stock Exchange. This idea of form following function became one of the rules that any self-consciously modern poet, musician, or artist would have tattooed on their body. So, in order to get a grip on Doug's work, it helps to go into Sullivan's full quote. It is the pervading law of all things organic and inorganic, of all things physical and metaphysical, of all things human and all things superhuman, of all true manifestations of the head, of the heart, of the soul, that the life is recognizable in its expression, that form ever follows function. This is the law. Well, with this dictum, Doug Neufer is a lawbreaker. Thank you. It's really great to be here. And my response to the law is, what was, was. What harm? I never claimed to be neat. I wiped my hands on the drapes. I didn't say they were mine. I send them downtown and they make cops out of them. But when they catch one, can they drive it? Am I a philosopher? You want I should open an office? What? and leave show business, then how will I make a living? Cut velvet, cut velvet, oh, parachutes. That's one we haven't heard before. There's a secret, who listens? Don't wait, shoot, 
Without me, me or bring ass? Ask a foolish question, get a foolish answer. Our prayers have been answered. Oh, well. Can't have everything. Then how about a haircut? Better than pork, isn't it? And such small portions. Oh, well. It was nice to have a steady supply of eggs. May I ask what the chicken did? That poor little lion, he's not getting anything. Eventually, the well, I'll let us go. What happened to the flea? Funny you should mention it. He has no plans and no job. But the good news is, he thinks I'm God. But who can he tell? And in my great modesty, you say nothing? We paint, we paint, and thin no more. Think of the odds you get on Yom Kippur. I never could before. But how does one go about arranging a hurricane? Not yesterday, tomorrow, what? In the middle of the season, who's minding the store? Who's that guy up in the throne with Finkelstein? Who moved the ladder when my poor mother is starving in the attic? Under the vacuum cleaner. Everybody's got to be someplace with whom, Your Honor? The aristocrats, please. That was my wife. If she finds her way home, don't sleep with her, and all of the people, all of the time. And I like and respect my umbrella, too, but love. And about normal sexual practices, you understand? Practice, practice, practice. Why else did I poison you? Because you're the first person who explained it to me clearly. Yingle, yingle, ten hours of bleeding, so she could love you, my son. You need that many? How about $10 worth? And how much for the acrobat? The lower I can get the cost, the less you'll lose when I don't pay. Is that all you people think about? Sergeant, pitch a tent. We have three days to learn how to live underwater. And second prize. Is it all expenses paid trip for two? For two weeks in Philadelphia. I'm going to read one poem from a series called Poem Noir. And if these lines sound familiar, you have seen all of these movies. Like cutting my throat to get some fresh air. I wasn't playing her, cutting my throat to get some fresh air, crawling with germs. She was playing me, burning hamburger, lunatics to the Pulitzer Prize. Romance between them and the gutter. Suitcase full of nothing. Piece of fudge. Better to be a live coward than fudge. Sitting in the funeral parlor throat. When you cheap crooks were eating the gutter, they say native Californians germs. Scratch for it like a dog Pulitzer Prize. Waiting for the funeral hamburger. Burn that tent, you're wearing hamburger. And a romance, a piece of paper fudge. And get yourself a Pulitzer Prize. The sugar makes the flies come round my throat. I've had complaints, but it keeps getting germs between Park Avenue and the gutter. The best of everything in the gutter. Don't look for it in this town, hamburger. I was brought up to spit whenever germs all come from Iowa. Sometimes for fudge, sometimes for good, sometimes for evil throat, stinging themselves to the Pulitzer Prize. Every extra buck Pulitzer Prize, stupid enough to embezzle gutter sisters under the mink and one-eye throat, has a meaning all its own hamburger. 
and out the other strictly poison fudge I thought you'd know under the gravy germs. Coarse, muscled, barbaric, ammunition germs go together to the Pulitzer Prize like guns and bitter little lady fudge and stupid enough to get caught gutter cats in a bag and a bag's hamburger to get some fresh air by cutting my throat. Throat germs of hamburger, prize gutter fudge. Germs prize for fudge, gutter throat hamburger. Gutter germs and hamburger, fudge, throat prize. That was uh, a Sestina, and most of the stuff that I, <clears throat> you knew that, um, most of the stuff I do follows these procedures, and I always, oh yeah, it's just like a Sestina, I figured, oh, maybe I'd better write one. Double Novel, Chapter One. I was belting down the remains of a gin fizz when the jangle bit the air like a razor clam on a blood beach of a tourist dyed red. I normally hate to answer the phone. It's a personality disorder women like. Cute, but harmless, unless the call means business. I was thinking about a woman, but not of the voice that called. You can tell a lot from a voice on the wire. This one was pure spank of a juicy fruit skank, dripping with a specific intimate need. Half in the bag, I took a while to pick up the drift of her beef. She claimed her name was Jasmine. Beyond that, there was a cover story about a story cover. You can't judge a book, she said, then proceeded to spill her guts. I need a drink, meaning mean I'd read in ink. That did it. I knew what she meant. Fucking books. Baby. Meet you in an hour at the Rackslope Hotel in the piano bar. I struck the match I was picking my nose with to fire up a stogie. I didn't tip her off to the Hawaiian shirt I always wore, like a birthday suit of Mormon garment underwear. <laughs> the dickweed room piano bar was a vice squad motherlode of petty criminal wise guys doubling as stool pigeons when cash came to shove. And yet, it was the kind of place where nobody messed with you if you played by the rules. Rule one, nobody asked questions for nothing. Information was voluntary, but never free. People mostly listened to Patty Whack, tickle the ivories, and croon the tunes of days gone by and tried to guess her sex. Like trying to judge a book by its cover. <laughs> this podcast was produced by Jack Straw Productions as part of the Jack Straw Writers Program. The 2007 curator of this program is Matt Briggs. Music performed by Emma Zunz, a duo featuring Kristen Miller and Annie Lewandowski, and recorded through the Jack Straw Artist Support Program. 
Producer is Jenny Cecil Moore. Recording engineers are Mo Preventure and Tom Stiles. Arts Programs Manager is Van Deep. Narrator is Michelle Kazak, and executive director of Jack Straw Productions is Joan Rabinowitz. The Jack Straw Writers Program is made possible with support from the Paul G. Allen Family Foundation, Arts Fund, Poncho, the Mayor's Office of Arts and Cultural Affairs, For Culture, King County Lodging Tax Fund, the Washington State Arts Commission, the National Endowment for the Arts, and individual contributors. All of the writers heard in this series are published in the Jack Straw Writers Anthology, available for purchase and featured online at jackstraw.org. Thank you for listening.